Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. It is a practice report. Get this, the Ohio State beat is actually going to get to go to a practice in the horseshoe tomorrow, if you can believe that. Uh, until then, we had an update uh, today with both Ryan Day and Justin Fields chatting with the media. That's Tim May and Spencer Holbrook joining me uh, right here as, as Letterman. It's like Christmas, Tim. I'm just, we're doing this right after the press conference. I'm like, we, we've tried really hard, you and I and Spencer and, to, and Berm, we've all been you know, hoping for more access. We know that times are really tough, but before even getting into what Coach Day and, and Justin Fields talked about, I, I just, like, I'm so excited that we have a present to unwrap tomorrow in the horseshoe. Yeah, I don't know if it's like Christmas more or more like uh, Thanksgiving where you have a big turkey you get to go enjoy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it is, it is practice, but as I've told you a million times, you learn as much from practice sometimes as you do from a game if you're paying attention, et cetera. But the main thing is, we're going to get to see some type of football action in the stadium, and that's cool. And number two, we're going to get to see for ourselves, you know, who's kind of lining up at, uh, at safety for the Buckeyes and, uh, you know, who's, who's winning those corner battles uh, going into the first real day of full contact karate, so to speak. And, uh, and of course, that offensive line, you know, who's, who's going in first? Uh, uh, you know, uh, Nicholas Petit Frere or Paris Johnson or Dewan Jones, or is Dewan Jones practicing a lot at guard? All those things, like, uh, pique your interest. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine that we're going to see uh, a ton of stuff that we don't expect from the starting lineup tomorrow. Uh, as you said, we, we already know that Pete Warner is going to be at that will spot and, and Justin Hilliard and Baron Browning on the opposite side, and, and maybe Dewan Jones would be out there, but he's probably not ahead of Harry Miller and Wyatt Davis at guard. And, you know, it's not like we've been living completely in the dark, but to your point, yeah. um, you know, we get to, to see that and verify it. And there are some really intriguing backup battles where uh, Spencer, you know, Coach Day brought, Ryan Day brought this up where, uh, you know, you're going to get through this season. He expects 120 guys may have to play. So the backup battles are arguably more important than maybe some of these starting jobs. Yeah, it's interesting because every time he brings up running back, the, one of the backups comes up. You know, Marcus is still coming along on that injury. You know, Xavier Johnson is getting reps there. When he talks about other positions, he's always bringing up these backups because they're just so important this year. You don't know when a guy is going to test positive. If that happens, God forbid it does. But it, it's bound to happen at some point. If it does, they got to make sure that they can rely on these guys. And I think they're realizing that more than I think they even thought they would. I, I think they, they now fully get it, how, how important – all 120 are. I think it'll make them uh, learn to not take some of these guys on the practice squad, so to speak, for granted. Yeah, and, and Tim, you brought this up on, on the Tim May podcast earlier this week. You asked me about the positions that, that I wanted to watch. Uh, is that right tackle the one that's most important to you, or is there something else that you will really be you know, honed in on tomorrow? Well, what was interesting is when we were talking to Justin Fields, <laughs> he said whoever starts at right tackle, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he didn't yeah. say – you know, when uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Petit Freer starts at right tackle, that tells me there's a battle going on. You know, you kind of you got to look, you got to look, uh, you got to look as much as it, what wasn't said as what was said in some of these things, et cetera. You know, and is is Gunnar Hoke still on the team? By the way, you know, <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, I mean, when Justin was talking about the quarterbacks, he was talking about him meeting with Urban, with Urban, with Ryan Day occasionally. When uh, when uh, Corey Dennis is meeting with the two freshmen, and you're kind of going, well, where's Gunnar Hoke? You know, I think Gunnar Hoke probably on paper right now, at least, it's still the backup quarterback. So there are all these interesting little, you know, things you want to, you know, you want, you want to see for yourself, so to speak. Yeah, and that's, that's certainly one of the most fascinating uh, situations because if Justin Fields is healthy and, and testing 
you know, testing negative. We all know that he's going to be out there. But the future beyond this year when Justin Fields does declare for the NFL draft next spring, you know, whoever wins this, whether it's, you know, passing Gunnar Hoke uh, for C.J. Stroud or Jack Miller, or if they actually become the number two, that's likely the next starting quarterback for the Buckeyes. I think we're all in agreement there. So that's, I mean, I asked Day about that, you know, early on before Justin Fields made the comment that you're alluding to, Tim. And it's like, yeah. he's, they're cut because Gunnar Hoke has a year in the system because he's played in games in the horseshoe and had previous experience at Kentucky. You know, they're the way I understand it is the the two reps are mostly going to CJ Stroud and Jack Miller to get them up to speed. And they're, they're kind of trusting in the fact that we heard, we hear so much about the mental reps that Gunnar Hoke can handle those. And then maybe as you get closer to uh, game prep for Nebraska, that Gunnar Hoke would maybe, you know, pick back up at the number twos. But that's not a guarantee because who knows? What we saw from day one of C.J. Stroud, that was pretty impressive back in March. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and here's the thing. We we know this. We're Even though, like uh, Ryan Day said, they take that instant, instant like, what, 15 minutes or less uh, test where they can find out whether they're uh, positive for COVID every day now. And uh, he said it's a blessing to go into that building and know that everybody in that building has passed the test, you know, yeah. which means it's negative, you know, that George Costanza line, negative, oh, no, but uh, negative's good, right? And, uh, but, 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 yeah, you're right. What's interesting, though, is this is going to be a year when you're going to see guys play who maybe you didn't think were going to play because you got to figure some guys are going to, contract COVID-19 it's just the the odds are, are saying that and uh if it strikes a quarterback room it's going to be a very interesting situation yeah Spencer what will uh what did you pick up most from day and and then the value of these uh horseshoe practices maybe what you'll watch uh, as we get in there I want to know you know he said something about you know pumping in crowd noise I don't know how effective that really is when you don't have a crowd there but they want to simulate every possibility I think that's that's an important thing. He kept saying, you know, just so many different variances of so many different things they have to worry about. You know, if a coach, uh, they have contingency plans for everything is what I'm trying to say. And I think that was a huge point he wanted to make clear. You know, they have plans. They're hoping that it doesn't come to that, but they've always got a plan for everything. And it, and it shows the organization uh, that goes into everything they do. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. Like Tim said, if it happens to the quarterback room, if it happens to any room, what, what the contingency plan is. Because for a coach, you could say, okay, the defensive line coach is now the defensive coordinator or the defensive backs coach is now the defensive coordinator for players. If a, <laughs> if a room gets it, you know, a defensive tackle might have to become a defensive end or, you know, that it changes everything. So I think the contingency plans are something that, that I find interesting, but going into this practice, it, I, I kind of do want to know what they're going to do for all this noise. It's yeah, there may be, there, yeah. There may be a future Justin Fields on this team. We haven't seen that yet, you know, but right now there isn't. Yeah. yeah and that's, Hey, that's a huge ask, um, especially with what we're talking about. I mean, when Day and Fields talk, obviously the attention is going to go directly to the quarterback. I mean, we're talking about uh, a quarterback guru and a Heisman Trophy uh, front runner, one of the you know best quarterbacks in school history after just one year. Yeah, um, and, and it's it's always tough to manage that. You you want Justin Fields to be getting as many reps as possible. You want uh, him fully unleashed if you're Ohio State, but you and you try to keep your attention on the present as much as possible. But what we're talking about here, you know, whoever emerges between Miller and Stroud, that changes the the future of your program down the road. And, it, you know, 
that's more interesting almost than anything else you'll see. And it's crazy how that works because, you know, you try not, you, you try not to get too ahead of things, but both, you know, what in the, you know, in the present, what you have in Justin Fields and everyone is talking about how seriously he's taken his preparation. We know what he did in terms of the petition, but he's talking about, you know, Tim, those extra meetings with day, uh, yeah. extra time and extra film with Dennis and living a home, living alone and just hanging out with his dog. Like this guy is fully locked in. There's no real question as long, like I said, as long as he's healthy and available, uh, you know, it's, that's a special potential there. There, there's a, there's a, there is a major moment for any athlete, but especially a quarterback, a quarterback. And uh, in this is special for quarterbacks only, in my opinion, in sport is when they go from like running the play to wanting to know why this coach is calling a play in certain situations. What are you trying to attack? What are you trying to set up, et cetera? That's the leap that uh, Justin Fields, who is now very fluent in uh, the Ohio State offense and calling it, now he wants to be – he wants to understand it. You know, it's like you learn French, but then being able to speak in French and think in French. (laughs) Now he's thinking in French when it comes to the Ohio State offense – and I think that's a huge, huge uh, development for the Ohio State offense. And but what you want is you want everybody else, at least speaking in French, like on the rest of the team. Like if if you're trying to attack this area over here uh, with a pass play or something, and that the, and the defense jumps it, you want to make sure that the receiver running a backside route or something is continuing to run his route and not just kind of give up on the play because it's not his play. And I think he is from what I am picking up on, he is into that aspect of it, of not just urging the guy that's involved in the play to be involved, but they urge this guy to be involved because you know what? You might be yeah. if things break down. And that's that, to me, is interesting, and, and it could really – that's why I asked him about, uh, you know, a lot of people are thinking this could be as prolific an offense as Ohio State has ever fielded. I truly believe that. I think you do too. Yeah. But you still, like he said, you've still got to go out and execute it. You've got to have 11 guys – kind of thinking the same way on every play, taking every play as a serious backbreaker play of the season kind of approach. And uh, that's what is different about him as much as anything else, as much as his diet and as much as his being a leader on the team. Yeah, we've, we've covered that diet. That seemed to be a very popular topic today. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I smell steak cooking. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Justin Fields, he's, he told you, Tim, he's not interested in that anymore. This, the smell won't bother him. Uh, he's – He's just cooking up those tofu burritos, uh, as we know now, and, and a plant-based protein shake. We got the full rundown on yeah. all those all those meals. Hey, we're going to actually have some football to talk about tomorrow. The Letterman Row Crew will be out there as much as uh, we're allowed to be, uh, and as much coverage as we can provide. We will continue to do that. We'll be back with more uh, buyers' auto practice reports as we get a look uh, live and up close, or maybe not up close, live and socially distanced with the Buckeyes in the Horseshoe uh, on Saturday. Uh, Tim May, Spencer Holbrook, I'm Austin Ward. This has been the Practice Report brought to you by Byers Auto, Letterman Row.